Hello, Pastor Deborah here again with the King and Kingdom series of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries. This is another episode, not sure which number, but I have an opportunity to do the webcamming and the taping. And a lot of people knew that I was going to do it, so they are coming in and they're going to hear something. We're in the garden. Even though this videotape, I am biologically in my living room. Imagine that. Just spent two days, Saturday and Sunday, at the TNW flea market. I'm an indoor mall, not a vendor. I don't sell anything. Talking with people, meeting with people in the sex industry, meeting with people who uh, have spiritual. Uh, issues that they need to talk about, meeting with people who care for other ch children, sort of foster parents, saying hi to a lot of little people, a lot of little kids, giving out books, and at the same time I was working on my article, my story called It's Time, trying to get that written and finished up on the website, and doing LinkedIn, and commenting, and watching YouTube, and multitasking, even listening to Christmas music while I'm doing all that. Whew, I am tired. But I try not to let a weekend go by that I don't record something for you and get some new stuff up. Today's episode is Everybody Ready. Do everybody have your pencils? Good. Your tablets? Got your listening ears open? Is your heart opened? I have a lot of strange people here today. Uh, a lot of the those that work in the, we'll call it the sex industry, those that are dancers, those that visit the clubs, those that own the clubs, around the world. Agape Love is reaching out to all of them because I think they all need it. Is everybody here? All right. Ready? Let's go. Today's series, episode, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter to me. The teaching is called Words. Remember, we've been in episodes about the Word. I'm going to take, I'm taking you someplace. But first, we have to understand words. We've talked about it, how it wants to rule us, how it's planted, its goals, its purposes, that it is written into laws and declarations of independence and documents, and it rules this system of spirit, soul, and body. Then out through the mouth to rule other people. Now, sometimes they take that word rule and mean control. We see it now today. I actually saw it on LinkedIn. Things are happening in Iran, in China, in other countries where the current leadership is not doing very well by their nation, their resources. They're not good neighbors to people. They're not a part of the community, the world civilization. They don't love even themselves. They don't have a heart 
of agape love planted in it yet. So people are irritated is not the word for it. And you can see it all on the news and on the outlets. I even prayed a special prayer today. That big sky in the eyes, planes, drones, by other countries who love freedom will get the internet into countries where it's been cut off. Oh, yes, I can do that. And I can even make the internet service that's cut off work without being plugged in. Tell you a story how I know that's true. Long time ago, when I first got started, as you know, I started working with multi generational Satanists, working for the family in gangs, in high Illuminati leadership. I had this one five year old boy come to me. His mom was on drugs. His brother had just gotten arrested for drugs in this jail. And he comes to me in the spirit and he asks me, Did this God that I loved, this agape love source, this big high power in the sky, something called Christ Jesus, did he really have some power? Or was he what everybody said, dead, and he wasn't the real God of this earth and world? So he asked me, I said, Yes, he is. What would you like for him to do for you? He asked me, a five-year-old child, if this source of agape love, this Christ Jesus, could get his mama off of drugs and get his brother out of jail. I said, no problem. Then I asked him a strange question. Little five-year-old boy. What do you need that your heart will believe that he's real that he's got some power now this little five year old he's grown up now and got his own kids and I said how about this do you have a game boy I think it was called handheld my son had one put batteries in and he worked it he said yeah I'm going to show you the power of a godly love. The God that I serve, who's the source of this. I'm going to, to make your Game Boy play without batteries. He said, that can't be done. It has to have batteries. I go, no, sir, it does not. Father, do your thing. The Game Boy with no batteries in it turned on, started playing. He was so shocked. He took it to his school and his friends, and they all believed in this source of power. That it did not die on a cross, and it was more powerful than any god, anything they knew. Because I asked for the impossible. I asked that a Game Boy without batteries work so this little five-year-old could believe. Started working that night. Later on that night, he came back to me and said, His mama's completely off the drugs. It's all over with. There's 
They didn't know what happened. Instantaneous deliverance. The next day, he told me, when I talked to him, his brother was released from jail. That whole family was transformed by a five-year-old's request for his family. Then I knew that little five-year-old needed some power to believe. And it was done for them. And he took that game boy to his school. And he showed all his little friends in kindergarten. They all believed. They grew up believing that this was true. They're all grown adults now. The power's there. I don't care what country, what nation cuts the internet off. You go try your devices. It will work. Doesn't even have to be plugged in. Doesn't need any batteries. Doesn't have to have that country's internet. I have some power from the king, the country, and the kingdom that I serve that supersedes every nation's kingdom and government. And I've already asked some friends to send a big drone on up, way on up, to keep an eye on you guys, taking pictures of what they're doing. You think we're going to leave you alone out there to fight your battles for freedom against oppressive gods that don't care about you and only care about spreading their hate? Love is coming. And it's coming in ways that you don't know it. And the leadership of the country cannot stop it. So that is my little LinkedIn news tidbit post for the day. Now, on with the teaching. Words. Seeds of fruit. A word, as we've discussed, comes in many ways to us. Pictures, sounds, hand movement, nonverbal. When I was working on my master's degree in mental health counseling, I had to do a, I had to do a research, and I chose nonverbal communication. I studied it. Mamas can look at you with their eyebrows, and give you a look, and it's nonverbal, and you know what Mama's talking about. Even the precious, precious ladies who wear the burkas, they just look through the veil, and the kids know what Mama. They point a finger up. Communication is always going on with us. Animals communicate with us. They communicate to each other. Nature communicates with us. Everything is speaking. Anybody heard the flowers singing to them lately? You have? They're talking. The mountains are talking. But you're not listening. They talk in the natural to us. Sometimes you can hear it groaning. It's crying for itself how we treat it. And it will rise up. Let me tell you. The copy love loves planet Earth. Everything on it so much. It gave the earth power. And you mistreat it. And you mistreat the animals. It will rise up against you. And it will wipe you slick. It whether go through fires or tsunamis or floods or ice. Or the animals start attacking you. 
or you get diseases, which are all earthly, viruses. It will not stand still and have you treat it the way it does. It has a voice. And it has power. It has words and it will speak to you. They are seeds of fruit. What I want to teach to you today is that when people talk to you through any media, songs, movies, poems, declarations, public speaking, they make announcements. doesn't matter. Tweets, how about that? We'll go with Twitter, okay? LinkedIn post, Facebook, it doesn't matter. They are throwing out seeds that have fruit in them. And the source of the word that's throwing out the seeds, there's only two. They are hoping that you will ingest, take in the seeds, Believe in them. Make them a part. Like when you eat food, it becomes a part. You grow muscles and bones from the nutrients you have taken in. We'll use that you may have eaten a, a nut. It's protein. That protein builds your muscles from the nut. So does the nut become a muscle, yes. There's some great, great things, I think. Uh, the book of Thomas talks about this, like, if you eat a lion, do you become like a lion? If a lion eats you, do you, does the, do you go into the lion? Does, does it get human qualities? Very interesting things people are trying to figure out. But a word like a nut. It's a seed. comes into you through your ears, through your eyes, through your touch, any way it can. We're even paying attention and eating on words of the ancient Egyptians. A lot of us on the ancient Greeks. They're philosophers. Okay. We way back there. Our ancestors, their words were seeds implanted in us. They became traditions and our culture and our religion. And then we grew a plant inside of us. A concept, an idea, a precept, a philosophy from that seed. And then that grew and grew and grew and grew in us. Because we nurtured it through our culture. Through our education, the books we believed, the people we listened to, nurtured it, watered that seed, and it grew, and it grew, and it grew in us. Eventually a big tree, mature, from one little seed. Then what happens? The tree matures a little bit more. Starts producing nuts, acorns, dates. Coconuts, oranges, apples, bananas. Now, the tree does not eat those. This is a fruit, a matured part. It's the actual purpose of 
the seed, was to produce a tree or a plant that produced a fruit. And the fruit is for other people, not for the tree to eat. Because it's already done its thing. So it can pass on more seeds to more people. So when words that maybe are hateful, unloving, that are lies, that are not good, and you receive them in and you believe them, and they take root, they start growing. You build philosophies around them, cultures around them, philosophies, religions, whole documents for the government, laws around them, justice systems, all by words. Now, you can use words that define, that define something, but it's not really what you mean. So, they're deceptive words. Because what they really want is a hidden fruit. They don't want to tell you the truth. So they give you a fake word. You believe it's a good word and believe it. Fight for it. Kill for it. Serve the government for it. Kill anything that gets in your way. Beat up anybody. But that's not the real purpose of the word. You're just being used for a deeper dark purpose from those people that spit the words out is that you produce a fruit is the fruit maybe chaos confusion take down a government redo the justice system cut off freedom you either worship our God or we kill you you can't come into our country you're not welcome here But we're going to come to your country, and you can't tell us what to do. If we want to cut the Gentiles off of our females, because our religion says that that's what we're to do, you do not have a right in a country. We have freedom of religion. We want to kill our own daughters for dishonoring us. We have a right to kill them. That's in our religion. So there's some bad fruit being taken in, spread around. So what words do, they're fruit. They come into our lives many different ways, desiring to be planted. You know me? Got my three points. One, what is a seed? A seed is always a small little thing. It has life inside of it. This one guy, Dr. Miles Monroe, did a great teaching, and I've listened to it. He talks about if I get a seed, what's inside? Well, there's a tree or a plant. There's a whole forest in it because there's fruit in there. So one little seed can produce one plant that produces tons of fruit. So one is valuable. One word. One thought. One concept. Starts growing in our spirit, our soul, and our body. And if we take it in, we believe the source that's speaking to us. Oh, they got a pretty smile. Oh, they go to church. 
Oh, they're a imam. They're a rabbi. Oh, they're a Sunday school teacher. Oh, they're a pastor. Oh, we can't believe that guy in jail because he broke the law. But we can believe the politicians. Who voted them in? Okay. And then they're then they don't even care for their own constituents. We found that out. We got so much mess here in America. People live too much time in Washington. We need some term limits, buddy, on these people. Because it becomes a way of life. Words are powerful. They make laws. They speak. Even if you don't speak. You can use them for, as we saw with many people, for some bad things. What is a word? Communication. Of ideas. Of thoughts. Of feelings. Of things you want done. Of purposes. They can be spoken in a language. Some people, I don't know if you know it in the occult, they can read scriptures backwards. They write backwards. They write code. How many of you know that during World War II, we were able, the Americans and the Allies were able to break the German code. We captured some of the Enigma machines off the submarines. People gave their lives to get this machine that the Germans had created because they were talking to each other on the submarines past. So we sent some tough young people, gave their lives to get the Enigma code, the machines. Did you know what we did? We went and got some Navajo Indians who spoke Navajo. Germans didn't know Navajo. They were the code talkers out on the front lines. Hey, I used to, I served on a federal jury. They were going after a local restaurant person who was with a Mexican cartel, one of the Sinaloa cartels at the time. He was running drugs and he was running people and running fake social security. And here's what they do. They send a wired guy with me. Send a wired guy and they talk in code. Oh, you want some cars? How many cars would you like to have from Atlanta? Oh, six? What did cars mean? Kilos of cocaine. So there's all kind of deceptive talk. The gangs talk with hand signals. They're telling you with their colors, with their pictures. They're marking their territory. Just like animals, they mark it with their urine. They scratch on posts. Everybody's communicating. Everybody's marking their territory. So words are a seed. Want to get planted inside of us to grow a tree or a plant that produces fruit. Now, if the seed comes from bad stuff, we can use, like, we know there's sort of, like, poison ivy. There's some deadly mushrooms, okay? If you take in some deadly stuff, a word, and it grows inside of you, you are not going to be a nice person. Your heart will be bad. Your thoughts will be bad. Your mind will be bad. Because you ate some bad fruit from a word. You believe some bad stuff. Some of us are still believing what the ancient Greeks believed. That certain people were born for leadership, which is true. It just happens to be all humans. But you had to have a certain skin color, certain nose size, certain hair color. You were the master race. A lot of people know that Hitler was trying to find them. 
Okay? These Atlanteans, okay? Because that's where they believe they came from. And if you had the wrong skin color, you are not in leadership. And a lot of people still believe that. They're born into this stuff and they deserve it. All right? Two, excuse me, getting in your way here. Two, how are they sown? Words are thrown out, sung out, written out, painted out. Hand signals. I don't know how to do any of the game stuff, okay? We use the finger to tell somebody to go where, okay? We use up your chin. We use hand, We talk with our hands. We talk with our clothes. We talk with our jewelry. We talk with how we dim the lights. We talk through aromas. Words and communication are spent through colors. The headdress, it means something. The black hijabs, the burkas, why black? And yet the leadership wears white. Okay? We're all communicating words that we have been taught in early childhood. Before we could speak, somebody is talking. Our eyes are taking in the words, the communication, the music, the poems. And they're getting planted. Over time, with nurture from the culture, from the family, from friends, from movie, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever you want to call it. It's nurturing those words that have been sown into our spirit, our soul, and our physical body. And they're growing. They're growing. They can be words of traumatic event, abuse, rejection, abuse, neglect. Beatings, fear, not getting your needs met as a child from your parents. Love, no love. The seeds are being planted. And then they're being reinforced. One of the great movies you want to watch to see how this is done to create sort of a mind-controlled robot is the Manchurian Candidate. With Frank Sinatra, black and white. It's how these people were captured in the uh, North Koreans or the Chinese through torture, were able to brainwash these people and use them to go kill people. They'd have no memory of it. A lot of our militaries do the same thing when they have to go out and do bad things, and then when they come out and that gets broken. That's when your post-traumatic stress memories start flooding back in. Great movie to watch about words. Reinforcement. We all have it. We all grow up in families. We're listening with our ears before we can talk. We're watching with our eyes. We're being talked to. We're feeling experiences. Words are working. They're being nurtured. They're being planted in us. Number three. What do these words produce? Words are going to produce something. Concepts. Precepts. Thoughts. Beliefs. Attitudes. Going to be uh, all kind of beliefs about anything, depending on your culture. 
Then when those words that are in you run up against somebody else and they have different words, different trees, different fruit from a different source, there can be all hell will break loose. I had my brother, and I tried to talk to him. He says, you're messing with my mind. I'm messing with thoughts. I'm messing with concepts. Now, what part of us is that in? That's in your subconscious. Because remember, he's a guy. I don't know if you've had this teaching. He lives like in a submarine. He has to have a periscope that goes up the five senses. Okay? And they look around, and these five senses experience everything for the physical body. And then they come down to the subconscious part of us and tell us what's going on, how to respond. It shapes us down here and molds our soul in love or hate. Love your neighbor. Don't love your neighbor. Uh, We're shaped and molded by that. But we live in darkness. Okay? Five senses. Words are coming in. Now, at the same time, our spirit and soul are one like this. They're married. They've been like that since the day we were born. They are one unit. So what happens through the physical body gets transferred to the soul. And he transfers those feelings, thoughts, and concepts the best he can to the spirit who's living in darkness. He doesn't know any better. But also while all of this is going on, back here in this world, the spirit world, Other beings, other things going on, speaking to the Spirit, talking to the Spirit. The Spirit is having dreams and visions, hearing things, seeing things from that realm that's affecting it. And it tells the soul, something's going on, I don't know what this is, I'm hearing things. The soul proceeds to tell some therapist, and they go, oh, you're hallucinating. You're delusional. But there's things happening to the spirit. Happens to people at nighttime. They don't know what the dreams are. They don't know why you feel like you're flying through the air or you're uh, leaving your body or you're being sexually attacked or raped. They don't know. You're asleep. What's going on? Because that's another whole world we haven't really got into yet. We're staying to just the words. So words are powerful. What you say to other people, how you relate your feelings, how you relate through law, how you relate through decrees and declarations, keynote speeches, public speaking, your articles, your posts, the colors you use. What are you saying? What are you trying to, you're throwing them out. And you're hoping somebody will catch them, believe them, take them in, get them planted in here, and it'll change something. So this episode is about words are seeds of fruit. Now, most of us know, and we see this even in the yin-yang, my shirt kind of tells you, there's only two kinds of words and two kinds of sources. There's the white kind, as you said, pure words. Loving and righteous and beautiful. Dark words. They exist side by side. 
There's only two kinds of seeds. We'll call them good and bad. Right and wrong. Truth and lies. The problem is if you live in a world where you do not know any truth and all you've been fed is dark, poisonous words. You've developed all these concepts. As I tell my story, you become, wait till you discover, that you've been lied to by the world, by your parents, by religion, by the people who are supposed to care about you. Wait till you find out they all lied to you. I did. It hurts. Now they're doing the best they can, but they live in darkness. They think what they're doing by doing the traditions of the ancestors is what they're supposed to do. What happens if you find out that that's not right? So those words, truth and light, are going to come into a clash inside of us. And it gets played out. You go, the great movie to watch is Neo again in the Matrix. While he was hooked up to the Matrix, even though he didn't know it, if you're hooked up to a culture, a religion, a nation, a government system, and they are feeding you stuff, you don't know that what they're telling you is wrong. Something started in Neo. We see this now in Iran. We saw it in the Arab Springs. We saw it in uh, the American Revolution. We saw it in the American Civil War. We saw it in World War II. Something happens inside of us that says, this ain't right. And for a long time we go along. Surely they wouldn't lie to us. They care about us. But something starts having influences, other seeds, other words, other people come into it. Okay? And they start challenging the seeds, the trees, the fruit that you're producing. They go, well, that ain't good. If you eat that, believe that, take it in as nourishment, it's poisonous to you. And when people find out that their leaders, their family, their culture, their religion, the businesses, the governments really don't love them and do not have their best interest at heart, they get mad. They rise up. They don't know what else to do. Now we got a clash, we got it in Hong Kong, between a, a government that kicked this agape love out, I just wrote this, out of its nation, had a revolution. But they're using Confucius who says we're all to be in unity and one. And if you don't go along with what the government says, then you must be a rebel. Go back and watch China cry. Go back and study China and how it went from to what it is now. Why would it not allow and honor the contract it made with Britain? 
and Hong Kong. Because bad fruit from bad words want to control people and land and money and resources. And I actually wrote, money's become their God. And they can't, and that God cannot stand anybody to maybe want to eat different fruit, believe different words, have freedom from the food they're eating and they're serving. Words are the seeds of fruit. If they get planted, they have to get planted. And you either produce fruit from a tree or bush or plant that's good fruit for everybody else to eat and grow, okay? Or the fruit is filled with some kind of poison. We'll use Snow White. Walt Disney's excellent. The mirror said Snow White was the fairest of all. The old queen got mad. So what did she do? She went after her jealousy. No, you ain't going to have that in my kingdom. And when it wasn't working, she took on an image of an old lady. Deception in disguise. Offered her a beautiful, shining apple. And in Snow White's ignorance and sweetness and being offered from an old lady... She took a bite and it was filled with poison. We've all done it. We have all believed people who look innocent and are sweet. And we want to believe And we take a bite of it. We believe it. It gets planted in us. And it's poison to us. And it becomes a part of our spirit and our soul and our body. And it takes war allies and partners of truth and love to come into you with different words and you might get sick like Neil did. He, When he found out he was hooked up to a machine so he could be a battery for them to live. Okay? Now you think about this in some of your lives. You are deceived and fed rotten fruit. Words that deceive you. To make you a slave for somebody else to live. That's what Neil discovered. He was a slave. He didn't even know it. For these machines who needed him to produce electricity so they could live. When he found it out, it hurt so bad. He cried and he puked. And then he has to realize it was true. Wait till you find out you have been abused and used by your government and your leaders. The words they're speaking to you. It's just to keep them like the machines in their place and keep you ignorant. It hurts that you ate in the poisonous fruit like Snow White. And what happened to Snow White? It took a prince who loved her to come and fight this witch lady that became a dragon to set Snow White free, to kiss her with a true love and to fight the dragon. 
the thing that put her, that fed her the poisonous words, that was the system that was controlling her. It took an outside person who was free, willing to fight, and cut down those evil trees and fruit, dig up, so that Snow White could wake up and live the life that was intended for her. Neo had to have Morpheus come into his dreams in the spirit world, start talking to him, encouraging him, helping him to reach out. And then it came time to take the pill. You will always have a choice to believe the words that other people are telling you, your country, your government, your religion, your culture, your ancestors. You have a choice. You can keep believing what they're saying and you'll go back to sleep. And you'll never know the truth. Or you can take this red pill. This is what Neil was offered. And you'll learn how bad this is and how deep it goes and how much control it's been in your life. And you'll learn the whole mess. And he gets offered by Morphe. It's your choice. Now, you don't know what's there. I do, Morpheus said. This world you believe in, all the words, all the seeds, you're living in a forest with trees inside of you, around you, all your friends, you all got the same fruit. Now, if you want to learn, you have a choice. You go back to sleep. You'll never know. Or you take this pill. Neil reached out and took the red pill. And what Morpheus said, I'm only offering you one thing, just truth. Just truth that you've been a slave. You have received words. They've grown trees in your life, concepts and ideas and thoughts to keep you a slave to somebody else so they can live. Another great movie to watch to understand this about words and philosophies is Jupiter Ascending. Okay? It's about this girl that finds out she's a reincarnation of a queen. She gets taken off planet by Cain. She discovers that there's a system. And she discovers this by the real bad guy, I can't remember his name, the senior Abraxas guy. It says, all of life is consumption. And there are some people that were born to consume other people. And people are just harvest. They're just fields to be harvested simply. That's all. And he was taught this by his mother. Words. And he said, you must learn that we people, we consume each other. And only those at the top who got the power, who were born into it, everybody else, is just grown and then harvested for consumption by the hierarchies. Think about that in your life. What have you been taught? What has human beings become to you just to be consumed? What's money for? What's education for? What's your religion for? Why are you even here? My goodness. So what do these words produce from these things? Trees, plants, they produce their goal is fruit. 
that you pass on to other people. That they come to you and they listen to your words, your concepts, your ideas, your thoughts. What you believe is right, what you believe is wrong. Do you work for the system? What kind of fruit are you passing on to people? Are you passing on a blue pill or a red pill? Are you passing on good apples or poisonous apples? Like the wicked witch because of jealousy. Are you like the Braxis family? You consume other humans for yourself. They mean nothing to you. What kind of fruit have you been eating? What kind of words have you been have shaped you and conformed you? What kind of atmosphere inside of here is producing your words and your actions? So those are some movies to watch. I wanted to try to get to another webcam today. But words, they're seeds of fruit. Sometimes it takes a while, but they start when we're born. Sometimes it starts in the womb. Because babies, they know a little baby in there can hear sounds. They can determine movement and they can hear mama's heartbeat. So if you're around a lot of loud, uh, loud music and stuff, the words are already happening. They come out and you talk. It's words are, you can see words on the oscilloscope. You can see sound. Pictures or words, hand touches, whether you are rough with somebody. I can go into a jail, hold a pen in prayer, and sexually assault somebody just with my hands based on what I do. I'm communicating with my hands. I can communicate with my colors, my clothes, how short my dress is, how tight my pants are. I can communicate the fruits that I have taken in, that are my life is producing. What kind of fruit is your life producing for other people to taste of, to consume? What kind of trees are growing in your spirit and your soul and your body? What are your beliefs and concepts and attitudes and ideas? What is it you believe about other humans? These are questions you must ask yourself. Go watch those movies. Take this video and see what has been formed in you. Maybe you you lived in darkness. You didn't know. You just took in whatever anybody said and you believed it was true. I did that. Then you start questioning it. And you try to question leaders or family and they tell, keep your mouth shut. It's none of your business. And then you go to another country, maybe, and you run into different cultures, and now you've got a culture clash inside of you. Maybe you have a culture clash with religion, beliefs about women, children, business, who's to work, who's to stay home, what's okay, what's not okay. Ask yourself, what have you been believing, taking in as fruit? And then what kind of fruit are you producing for others to see, be nourished by? So that's this episode. I'm going to take a little break, get everybody a break. I'm going to read you a story. 
a poem, a letter that came from a precious young man. He's in heaven now to me. It's a word of encouragement. Love everybody. Keep coming and keep going. And be loved and blessed. Let your tree that's in your life be one of spirit and life, one of good fruit, one of love. And if you don't have it, we can take, we can, believe me, I can go in there. If you want to, we'll cut the tree down, the concepts, we'll dig up the roots, we'll dig up the soil, and we'll plant new soil. Put new seeds in your heart so new plants can grow with new, good, and loving fruit. Okay? So, take a break. We'll be right back. Pastor Deborah, Agape Love Ministries, Love is Here, www.agapeloveishere.org. Check this out on the YouTube channel. It'll be on the Twitter channel. I'll try to get it up today. I have to do a little work with it. And uh, enjoy and grow and learn. we got to get into that forest and do some work. Because another great movie to watch to learn what kind of tree you are, what kind of trees are planted, is the Hobbit movie. When uh, Bilbo Baggins goes into the Greenwoods, they used to be green and beautiful at one age. And now he says to Gandalf, they look sick, as if there is a spell, a disease on them. Our trees grow sick. Go watch that and see what happened to a beautiful greenwood. becomes disease as if there's a sickness on it. And what happens when there's a sickness, as you know, with trees or plants, there's bugs, there's insects, rottenness happens. And death is at work. Go look. Watch the movie. It's, I think it's Hobbit, the second one, with Frodo. Could be the first. When he goes in it into the green woods to try to get through to get to uh, with the dwarves, and Gandalf discovers the elfin trail. It's real good to listen to Frodo talk about what the forest feels like. And then when they run into the spiders. And then there's a curse. And then there's spells in there if you lose your path. So a lot of us are like that. We live in that kind of forest in our mind. We've lost the way. We're under spells of illusion. And something is dying, dead, rotten. Oh, that was ugly. We have to look at ourselves. Be blessed and enjoy. Love you always, Pastor Deb.